2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3
1: The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino. San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
3: Into the happy hour we go. 5.01 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chrisello, Matt Scraby. You don't need a magic spell to make this Halloween stress-free and fun. Pick up Halloween in one trip at Smart and Final and use promo code 3FREE, the number three, then free. All one word for free delivery on your next three orders of $45 or more. Uh, Padres, two gold, excuse me, three gold glove finalists, two people. Yes, Hasan Kim is up for two uh, spot. Second base
4: and utility role. Yeah. Second year of the utility uh, gold glove. And Hassan uh, could be the first guy ever to win two gold gloves now, at one time. We're, we're we're not sure if that's an actual We're not thing. 100% sure on the utility thing is... because it's very strange the way it's right. listed on Baseball Reference right now. But he
3: is up for two, along with Mookie Bet. So, I mean, I guess theoretically they could walk away with two gold gloves.
4: Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how yeah, that Betts works. Yeah, Betts could win two also, because he's up in right field, along with Fernando in right field, and also for utility. The shocking news is at third base, first Manny got left out. Yeah, what else is new? They just take Manny for granted, I guess, every year. Okay, he's only the best, slickest fielding third baseman any of us have ever seen. That boy, clean. So let's just gloss right clean. over Man, him for the Gold base. Glove Award every year. And give it to Nolan Arenado. Only this year, they're not giving it to Nolan Arenado because after ten years straight of winning a Gold Glove, Arenado's not even a finalist in the National League. Not
3: even a finalist. No. I really want to go back and, and kind of figure out what it is exactly that they look at for this award because I know most people just assume it's like it's not has nothing has very little to do with errors. By the way. Here we go. To determine the winners at the nine standard positions, the 30 MLB managers and up to six coaches for each team, vote from a pool of players in their league, excluding players from their own team. These votes comprise of 75% of the selection total, with the Sabre Defense Index counting for the other 25%. So this is coming from coaches and... Excuse me, managers and six coach, up to six coaches on each team, so they're the ones voting. That's seventy five percent of the vote, and then the other twenty five percent they do use the cyber defense, saber defense uh, index counting.
4: I don't get how they do it. To me, it's just an eye test, and nobody's better than Manny. That's it. That's my whole, that's my whole argument. I'm sticking to it, Your Honor. <laughs> Why should Manny Machado win the Gold Glove? Oh, Watch him play. I, I don't have any other explanation for why I think he should win a gold glove, but yet again, he does not. By the way, Trent Grisham's reign as two-year center field gold glover will also come to an end. Trent did not make the finals no, at center not. field. A couple of rookies, I think, got in Brenton there. Brenton Doyle. Doyle and Alec Thomas. Is no, Thomas he's, he's not a rookie. He, he was not up rookie? last year, but All right.
3: th- those three guys can certainly go get it. Uh um, yeah. Right field, you got Mookie Betts, Fernando Tatis, Lane Thomas. Catcher, you got Patrick Bailey, Gabriel M- Moreno, and JT Riamuto. Where was uh, left field? Oh, here we go. Ian Happ, David Peralta, who wasn't even an everyday guy, and Eddie Rosario.
4: Interesting. Eddie Rosario was kind of a platoon yeah, guy I think as so. well. Interesting. Yeah. At uh, third base. Did you give third base? Because that's the one without Arenado. Third base. Brian Hayes, Brian yep. McMahon, Austin
3: Riley.
4: Yeah, I'll tell you one thing: those three guys better never. I better never see any of the three make an error. Like the rest of their career, I, I want to see perfection from those three guys. If if all three of those guys are somehow better than Manny and Arenado,
3: for the first time since Chase Headley won a won in twenty twelve, the NL will have Gold Glove Award winner not named Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Cabrian Hayes, seven, plus 17 outs above average, 21 defensive runs saved. McMahon, 11 to 17 in those same numbers. Uh, Riley had here. Had, this is going to really piss Chris off right now. <laughs> Riley, Riley had zero outs above average.
4: Zero. <laughs> and nine defensive runs saved. Yeah. As that's what I'm saying. They use these. They use these uh, categories kind of on uh,
3: on a whim. See, but this is this this actually mm-hmm, right? this actually. So this is this is the 25 percent of the vote. The other 75 percent, I would assume, is the eye test that you're talking if about. The eye the test coaches. I'm
4: talking about, which somehow Manny seems to miss out on. You, right. you wonder. You wonder if
3: there is. Uh, I don't want to say a grudge because I don't know that many of these managers know Manny. Yeah, what to did hold Manny do? Grudge, to, but yeah, is it is this a reputation thing? Like, what is? I don't understand. If, if especially when it's the coaches
4: that are, are watching, did they they really felt like he wasn't? God, I mean, I would if I was an opposing manager. I mean, every time the ball goes anywhere near third base, the 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 guy's out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, well, maybe it's just because we see it all the time. But I mean. I see a lot of Austin Riley. I see see a lot of Ryan McMahon. I don't see them making the plays consistently like Manny. And it's smooth. Maybe the thing that kills Manny is he makes it look so effortless. I, there might be something to do, it, right? Maybe that's what, what holds him the back. The
3: smooth operator needs to not be so smooth. He, so he needs smooth. to
4: be like, you know, because Nolan, every time he's, you know, it looks... Looks like he's making a hard play. Looks difficult. Yeah, man, he just gets a ball, runs over to the third base dugout and underhands it to the first baseman's glove. And you're like, okay. And Jesse goes, well, there's another one of those plays. Tony hangs the star out and we move on.
3: (laughs) It's not a big deal. You look like you were were rounding in to say something.
4: No, the YouTube stream, Brandon
0: says Machado should be a finalist even in a down offensive year. Yeah, offensive year, he was still playing gold glove third base. I will
3: say... Today, more than in the past, for sure, they don't use the offense. Like, there was a time where if you were a, a, a bad man offensively and you just caught the ball, you, you were going to win a that goal glove. That defeats the purpose of a right? goal glove. But it's, it's no longer like that is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying they actually are picking guys who are defensive, really good defensive players. Brianna, you know, before you used to have to be both. Like in order to get a Gold Glove, you also had to crazy. be swinging a stick a little bit. Uh, Brianna is
0: asking, is it because of Manny's quote unquote
3: attitude? I don't know. They're, 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 at this point, Manny's got 10, 11 years in the big leagues. At this point, like, move on. If that's, people know what, if that's, right, the problem, if that's the that problem, that's the problem. I, I, I don't know. I don't really have a good answer. Let let me ask you a weird question. A weird one? Do I want to hear it?
0: (laughs) Yes, you do. Uh, I am not trying to make fun of you, but in your career, yes, in your career, you played the outfield. Were you
3: close to a Gold Glove? What would you have needed to do to get a Gold Glove? I got some votes. uh, My in two thousand ten. All right,
4: that was the Padres' Gold Glove. Yeah, he did not ever win a Gold Glove, but he did have a speaking glove. (laughs) <laughs> I definitely has. He could talk to people in the outfield with his glove. No, I
3: got some votes. I, I think the that year I didn't end up playing on an everyday basis is what eventually I gotcha. Think. But I played good enough defense that year to be considered
4: for one. I just wasn't out there. Every That's day. pretty good. Yeah. That is. That's pretty exciting to just be considered for one. I just. I, and I, I just, didn't have
3: the defensive run saved or any of that stuff. Didn't at the have time all those either. categories.
4: And it wasn't
0: when you fell on the turf monster. And <sighs> it wasn't that season when you fell in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> so. all right. you're Why you're does he buddy? do stuff like that, <laughs> Chris? You were here, but we got into a whole thing about Tony falling with the turf monster. You in, had people uh, sending.
4: You had people posting it on X and everything. Yeah, man. it was pretty funny. Pretty funny. Why do you guys do that to poor Tony? Because we all
0: wish that we could have had He's the opportunity. to He's a professional league ball player. I, that's I what I'm saying. I guess say, I didn't
3: look
4: very professional in that clip So right what? There. You it was it... one <laughs> clip of many, Wait many things that you did I at the I big league I coughed up a lung on the air about a half an hour ago, so many of us don't look professional all the times in our chosen fields of, of employee. Scravey weird
0: question, equals normal for him, <laughs> apparently. So do I need to not like uh, say I'm about to ask a weird question. Or sh- you okay, should just ask right.
3: it that way. I don't. I, I can't get my defense nope. mechanism. Well, up. because
0: I don't want to. I don't want you to be like
3: people or, or anyone. First of all, I don't think that you are a, a mean-spirited person. Okay. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't immediately. Tony, why it. didn't you ever
4: win a Gold <laughs> Glove? Were you a terrible big league outfielder? <laughs> oh, we no. already know that's not true. I know. We know he was smooth. He was a smooth operator out smooth there.
3: Operator. Yeah. Poor Manny.
4: Manny left out of the old uh, Gold Glove again. So. Away we go with uh, game number three of the Astros and Rangers. They're underway. Uh, Altuve hit the first pitch of the game, Tony, 417 feet to left field. Unfortunately, needed 418 feet to get it out of the <laughs> right yard. up against the wall. It was huh? caught at the fence, and uh, Scherzer got through the rest of the inning. Rangers now batting in the bottom of the first
3: Scrape, with no score. I've been wanting to ask you about this because oh uh, we, we've been um, quiet on golf lately, but. See Phil Mickelson is stirring the pot again uh with uh, with live and he's saying that there's 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 few spaces for a lot of people that want to come over to live. Is you, you think he's bluffing here? No. You think he's telling the truth.
0: You think a lot of people want to go over to the live tour? I don't think a lot want to go, he but I think He said
3: more than there are spaces available. It's probably true you at think this point. So, so you're saying so it sounds like there's about 3 or 4 spaces so you're saying there's there's more than yeah, that. Definitely, to go.
0: because there are got There's got to be guys that are just hovering around the cut line every week. That are like, man, it would be much. Do you less still stressful. think that
3: PGA has better talent? Yeah, overall than Liv?
0: I do, I do. And, and I was reading over the weekend that Rory McElroy, I guess, was like blindsided by the PGA Tour announcing their uh, intentions to join up with Live. But clearly, that's, he that, was
3: quite pissed for like about two months. I think he
0: still is. <laughs> he might be because he put his entire career and his his whole persona out there in, in defending the PGA Tour, and then they ended up saying that they're going to join with Liv, which, by the way, isn't exactly still happening. Has it hasn't
3: worked. Here's the other thing that's, that's interesting. Initially, in that agreement between Liv and the PGA Tour, Liv could no longer recruit they're, ah. they're, uh, they're players, but because of the U.S. government getting involved because of antitrust yeah. issues, that language had to be removed. So
4: Interesting.
3: I wonder, uh, does this thing get a little more funky now?
4: Yes. Does anybody know the reasoning why there are open spots in Live and how it all works? I didn't realize that guys can get relegated out of Live if they don't perform well. I enough.
0: believe that Brooks Kepka's little brother or He's he, one of them. He's one of them who got relegated relegated bro- out of the brother? league. Yeah, he has a brother who was, that was P- in Live Chase Is- Kepka. And, yeah. PJ tour as well.
4: Yeah, there's four guys I've never heard of here. Chase Kepka, James Piot, uh, Jed Morgan, and Siwan Kim. They get oh, the booth I've, I've all in Kim. line to be relegated from from the league because their finishes in the individual points race they can back get back into the league if they finish in the top 3 promotion tournament later this year but live evidently operates with a system where if you don't perform well enough you can't be in live anymore I so, don't really care about that. I don't either. I, <laughs> if you're, I, the reason I don't care is because if you're going to go play and live, then we're just not going to know anything. It's to I, me, it's I like a, a bit tree of a, falling in the forest. If if it wasn't
3: Brooks Kepka and he hadn't been, you know, kind of mingling with the PGA Tour. I would have known what he had done. I know he just won the last event that they had,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: Mm-hmm. but I, it, I, I didn't no see idea. any clips of it, though. I did not see any highlights Lib Lib of it. Jetta. Does, does yeah. ESPN, like on a Sunday afternoon, show the highlights from the final round? I don't watch Adelaide ESPN, tournament? so I don't know. I don't think they do. You don't watch
0: ESPN? I don't watch, unless so you we're in would, here. Well, huh? I mean, I watch it for Monday Night Football, but no. I'm not going to
3: watch it for watch anything else. Back, back to what I've always said about you, Scrape. Yeah, you're not. He doesn't. He
4: doesn't. He, like he, he likes sports. He, he likes sports. He doesn't love it. I'm just it.
3: saying. I'm just saying.
0: You so like because sport. I don't watch the yes. terrible programming yes. that ESPN puts out, sports it makes yes. me a it's a bad. not a
4: terrible program. Sports Center's is you know. What I do when I sports, it's Sports Center.
0: You know what I want to do when I go and need some scores? I go to you know. CBSsports.com, MLB.com. Why? I do go to ESPN.com. Why? Because I don't want to go. Because you like
3: sports. That's Because why. I
0: don't want to click on ESPN, you like wait it. for the ticker to come by. I could just go to the website or go to my app and find
3: the score. You like sports. I, I, I respect that, though.
0: It's I so really funny do. I
4: can go to ESPN app that. and find all the scores that quickly, too. So why do you choose not to go to ESPN? I think, and I'm just guessing, having known you the way I do, I think you refuse to go to ESPN for any viewing or any any information on the internet because they're the biggest dog in the game, and you don't want to support <laughs> no, the that's biggest a big company dog. out there. He wants to, he wants to support little, little brother. He does. He doesn't like, you don't like people that are successful. You don't like that's, people that make a wait, ton hold of money. On, that's not and true. And you certainly don't like businesses that have monopolies on the rest of the world, you, you and it. you refuse to support you hate you
0: hate them. It. That is 100% true. Okay, I cannot that,
4: stand
0: when so there are monopolies right. out it there. Right. I was right.
4: So you don't, you, if <laughs> I he was. Re- I was. <laughs> if ESPN had girls on trampolines, you wouldn't tune in because they are the world leader I, in sports coverage. I am past that in my life,
0: Chris. <laughs> I don't objectify anymore.
4: That was how back come when I know, I... How come I'm feeling that last night you went home and looked up old clips of the Man Show? I, I, I since I we were talking about it on here, just don't check
0: my history all about right. the Man Show, okay? okay? All
3: right, you guys are crazy. All right, let's get, let's get to break. Let's get to break. We'll go into Chris all the way. Here's some traffic.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back.
4: Gwen and Chris. 522 is the time, Chrisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, together in the Odyssey Palace, which you can clearly see. It's kind of a messy palace, but, you know, it's home, and we love it. You can see it if you're watching the uh, streaming of the program, which is now available on uh, YouTube. 97.3, the Fan SD. 97.3, the Fan SD. Easier to find that way. Also can catch at 97.3, the Fan SD on Twitter. Uh, Astros and Rangers, little rally for the Astros in the top of the second inning. They've loaded the bases with one out against Max Scherzer. There is no score. We'll keep you up to date with that ball game. NLCS, travel day. Phillies and Diamondbacks heading to Phoenix for game three tomorrow Phillies of course enjoy a two nothing series league I asked you guys this last week and didn't get a got kind of a tepid response how excited are you for the college football season this year and uh I asked, even though myself, I haven't really been that excited. I did watch a lot of the Washington Oregon game. Yeah. I that was, a, good that was one. a pretty good ball game. I watched some USC and Notre Dame. The that Trojans defense tramping. just is not there. I mean, would they give up? 48 points to Notre yeah. Dame? Notre Dame doesn't have much offense, not that much offense. But uh, anyway, I think college football, they got to get the rankings out. I mean, like the real rankings, not the preseason rankings. And you know, I think that starts next week, but at least I, there's a finally a good game this week.
3: I think I'm just finally to a point with college football is I, I, I'm almost just wait till a certain part of the year to start paying attention because they don't play anybody early. Everybody's, for the most part, I mean, as you mentioned, Washington, Oregon was like the first...
4: That was one of the first, first really good match games up. that there's been. I watched. Yeah.
3: I watched really the Colorado games because Dion was there. Me too. And outside of that, I haven't paid much attention. But I know as the season gets you know thicker and deeper, and we start talking about the actual playoff rankings, then I'll start paying a little bit more attention. But right wow. now, I haven't got quite locked in yet.
4: Other than Texas playing Alabama in uh, week two or three, Washington Oregon last week. I mean, Georgia hasn't played a game worth a darn yet. Michigan hasn't played a game worth a darn yet. And they're the top two ranked teams. And, I mean, these teams have... That's the problem with the preseason rankings that we've discussed in the past. For Georgia and Michigan, there is nothing to gain by beating a good team. Right. There's only something to lose. Because they're already in the college football playoff without having to beat anybody. So... They don't schedule anybody, and then Georgia hides behind this whole, well, we're in the SEC thing, and so we We play a tough schedule as it is. They don't play anybody even in the SEC.
3: They don't play Alabama. There's a legitimate argument to be made right now that the Pac-12 is a tougher league than, than the SEC right now.
4: I would agree with you, Tony. I think
3: you bring up an excellent point. But I mean, with Oregon, Washington, USC. There's more
4: teams ranked in the Pac-12, yeah. and it's funny because the Pac-12 is going away at the end right. of the season. None of them will be the it's Pac-12. It's interesting swan song <laughs> the conference is having. But, I mean, Michigan's schedule it borders on embarrassing for a top-ranked team. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, which sounds good but isn't, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue are both terrible. Finally, Michigan will play Penn State in Week 10. I mean, that's nine gimmies before they even play a game that matters. I I, I just can't get, get into that. That's just not exciting enough. So, But there is a good game, I guess. Penn State, Ohio State do play each other this week. So something to watch. The Aztecs will be uh, taking on Nevada. We'll have some tickets to give away to that game tomorrow on the program. We also have uh, Kirk Kenny. Kirk Kenny will break Kirk it all Kenny. down for
3: us.
0: He's going to let us know. a boy, Kirk. Everything we need to know. Kirk, Kirk is the, the guy.
4: Astros
3: uh, just took a 3 nothing lead, yes, ladies and gentlemen.
4: They did. A good start for the Astros in game number two. They got a wild pitch. Scored one run. As uh, Alvarez was hit by a pitch to open the inning hitting the back foot. Yeah, came around to score a wild pitch and then a two-run Martin single. Martin Maldonado. By of all people, Martin Maldonado. I mean, Maldonado, he gets about a hit every couple of years, but you know, that's what that's what makes the Astros, the Astros, right? A guy like that comes up with a big hit when they really needed it. It's
3: so funny. I, I I have to do a I'll do a hit with Houston tomorrow, and I can't wait to give them so much drama about, about Maldonado cuz they often are Asking why is he still in the lineup, and I say the same thing. His pitchers want him in the lineup. He's proven to be a a, a pretty good guy behind the plate. You, you can live with the offense when you got the offense you got, and now he's producing offense. So I can't wait to bring that up to him. Yeah. Did well, he you
4: also hit 15 home runs this year, so it wasn't. A, he was an automatic out, but if you make a mistake, you know he'll hurt you. Did you uh, talk to the Atlanta station yet?
3: Uh, no, my last one was last week just before they got eliminated. So, so. they won't
0: have you on after? They, don't have, you to they recap? have moved
3: on to the Falcons now.
0: Oh, that is... Wow. Wow. I,
4: I wish you could dance on the Braves' grave a little bit. <laughs> well, that's exactly why they're not
3: having them on. Well, oh, I wouldn't dance on the grave anyway. I, you know, I want to be welcomed back at some point. So, so. they're just sweeping the Braves' ru- <laughs> season under the rug. And- I'm sure they're talking about it, just not talking about it with me. <laughs>
4: Because <laughs> many do want to hear the truth. How many other cities do you appear in on a weekly basis? Scrape? Oh, I thought you were looking at Tony. <laughs> um, Scrape, are, anybody
0: you, uh, on are the you in st- demand? Anybody on the stream outside of San Diego? Because <laughs> I'm not in
4: demand anywhere. Nobody ever. Co- I don't think anybody's called to interview me for, with their radio station since we've been together. Someone I'm an on this insider. Program. Yeah, they want Tony oh, Gwynn Jr. Wow. Insider, they baby. want the inside scoop from Tony Gwynn Jr. We get it. We get it even without asking. You yeah, know, so we lucky. even we get it when we when we don't ask. We also <laughs> I got
0: I got an email from them offering me Tony Gwynn Junior to talk that's, about the Padre season. That's did always you my really? favorite. Yes. I
3: did. He gets an email at least once a year from Odyssey offering me up to his show. Hey Matt. I was just wondering, because
0: you guys are in San Diego, would you like to have Tony Gwynn Jr. on the show to talk about the Padres? And I'm like...
3: It honestly took Scraby and I about six or seven times to tell him, you know that's... The show he is a part of, yeah, like, it's yeah, his show. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Before I always, they figured it out,
0: I always email back say, "No, we got plenty of Tony." <laughs> so tomorrow, like, okay. it'll be
4: so tomorrow, the show will be myself, Kirk, Kenny, and you, Scraby, with special guest <laughs> appearance by Tony Gwynn Junior. <laughs> True for the other two and a half hours <laughs> on the
0: stream. I'm seeing that you did a hit in Baltimore. I have. That's uh, from Dominic. Yeah, uh, someone's listening or watching from Texas. So I I've guess Chris, in we're Dallas. in Texas. Good. What? Okay. Without you getting yourself in trouble with all these other cities, what city
3: is the most, um, I'm just going to say, whiny? None of those cities are actually that whiny. And they really didn't have a lot to be whiny about, right? The Braves were the best team in baseball. Astros, they've done this for. So I got off pretty easy when it comes to um, the cities being, you know, whiny about their squads. When I did Dallas, it was last year before. These guys kind of took place and are where they are. And they were, they couldn't wait to get to the offseason because they wanted, they were in, a, they knew they were going to be in a runner for DeGrom. Didn't earlier
0: this year Atlanta, they lost like three games or something. Oh and they Lord, were like, yeah.
3: should we worry? They were like 45 games above 500 <laughs> huh?
4: asking if they should worry. But I guess maybe they knew something I did <laughs> Yeah, tell them now. They can worry now. They can worry now. Uh, WNBA Finals, New York Liberty lead the, uh, Las Vegas Aces twenty-two to thirteen, final minute of the first quarter. The Liberty needs to win that game to force a deciding game five. Aces are trying to wrap up their second consecutive championship. But the Liberty have the early lead there. The Astros, as Tony mentioned, three nothing over the Rangers. Texas now batting in the bottom of the second. Gwyn and Chris with more to come.
3: 37. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravey. Last segment of the night. Back at it again tomorrow. Short show. Thursday Night Football is...
4: Uh, it's kind of a nondescript affair. Uh, no, no, I don't I think, think so. I think it is. Okay, tell um, us. Uh, the Jaguars and the Saints. Nondescript. Jaguars are
0: interesting to watch. The Saints, I have no interest in watching. Chris Olave... San Diego Alvin Kamara. playing for the Saints. Do you Saints? have either of those guys? I, I do. And Who cares do want- about
4: Alvin Kamara? Why would we care about him? He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, you go. I'm bringing up Chris Olave yeah. because at least he's a San Diego guy. He's Jacksonville, a has a- Jacksonville has a fun little Jamal team. Jamal Agnew's is but- a USD guy. There I believe he's on the you uh, Jacksonville Jaguars yeah, team. I think you're right. Uh, that's the Thursday night game. Sunday night, Dolphins-Eagles, that's a little better game. Although, I got some disturbing uh, or concerning news today as a Dolphin fan. I was going to say disturbing. Yeah, disturbing's not the right word for a football game. <laughs> but Xavier Howard may not play in this game with a Ooh. groin injury. Number four is going to have to and take over. Already, yeah, that means number four, <laughs> who the Bills the annihilated. Is- in that game a couple of weeks ago is gonna be in there again. The
3: sad part is I don't know what number four's name is, but I do know what the back of his jersey looks like. (laughs) He was chasing (laughs) digs that entire game. Yeah,
4: Miami could be I mean Philadelphia's got a pretty good offense too. I know Miami comes with all of the bells and whistles, but if Miami doesn't have either of their cornerbacks and we know Jalen Ramsey's not going to be ready uh, that could be easy pickings for Jalen Hurts.
3: Altuve went ahead, and hit it that one extra foot that
4: you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's right. He didn't homer in the first, but he did this time.
3: Solo for nothing in the third. The Max Scherzer experience not going well to start.
4: Not too well. For what was Bruce our bet? Berchi. I guess I could go look at this. He's got to get right five innings in to beat uh, our.
3: And don't look like he's gonna get there.
0: Doesn't look like he's gonna make it. Do we think that Max Scherzer
3: is done? I don't think he's done. I think, uh oh. Do we have back to back? Is he done? No. <laughs> no it's I don't not. think he's done. I think what I'm watching right now is the same guy who, I mean, he's got still good, decent velocity. He just is not locating the baseball. And one of the things that happens when
4: you're when not you don't pitch. When you don't
3: pitch. That's the first thing that goes is being able to locate, and it's a heck of a place to not be locating yes, against the this, stadium this is team a, too.
4: Is an offensive uh, palace if you're hitting the ball well. Scherzer, what did he go this year? Four and two with a three point two zero ERA. Or for Texas overall, he was thirteen and six, three point seven seven. That's really not a. That's bad That's really not too bad <laughs>
3: just, for a guy that's supposed <laughs> that you're saying he's done.
4: Yeah, I don't think he's done. I don't think he's done. I just think he's got something left. It'd be nice if he could settle in with one team. I mean, this guy's played for Washington, Dodgers, Mets. He's become and a mercenary Texas in the last month and a half. <laughs> he's become a mercenary. Yeah, like he's, it's crazy. He's chasing the chip. Yeah,
3: and uh, this in baseball, I would say it's probably harder than any of the other sports. Maybe
4: football's up there too. But yeah, he, I think he, Scherzer needs to settle in somewhere.
0: I, I gotta say I like the in-game interviews. As soon as Jose Altuve gets off the field, there they have a microphone in his face. Well, they get <laughs> they the reserve this befo- for the postseason. I they think they get the interview in before
4: they show the replay of the home run. <laughs> this yeah, we still true. haven't
3: seen a replay.
0: No,
4: oh, I saw it. You were oh,
3: looking. yeah, I wasn't looking because yeah. mm-hmm. I have a job to do.
4: Speaking of a job, to wow, do,
3: let's go ahead and uh, get you to that. Do do do. Russ Dorsey Interview. <laughs> <and laughs> <the laughs> shot <laughs> <laughs>
4: And talking more Major League Baseball playoffs, uh, very happy to be joined right now by uh, Bally Sports and uh, the program The Rally. Mr. Russell Dorsey joins us here on Gwyn and Chris. And uh, Russ, I don't know, we're two games into the ALCS and NLCS, and it looks like we can start making World Series reservations. Do you see anything getting in the way now of a Rangers-Phillies World Series? Well, I'll
5: start on the National League side. I think we are all in agreement as a baseball industry that the Phillies are a thing, and they have that look in their eyes, yeah. especially offensively. The fact that they have 14 homers in their last four games, they have 19 homers this postseason. They had 24 all of last season, and they've played, they would have played nine more games last year. It's kind of wild when you think of this offense and how they are improved from last year, the fact that you're getting the best out of Trey Turner and Nick Castellanos, who they basically got nothing from uh, all of last year. And they're playing with so much confidence and flair and energy that when you just you have those big moments in the game, you know they're going to do something. So on that side, as fun as the B-backs have been, I thought that they would have to win two games at Citizens Bank Ballpark to move past the Phillies. And when you lose the Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly starts, yeah. it, makes it, it makes the math that much harder. And then, on the other side for the you know, the Astros, I do think because they've been there seven consecutive times, they probably have had their backs against the wall before, as we've seen, on their way to winning a couple World Series titles. So it's important to win game three. I think this is as much must-win as you can get because you don't want to go down in somebody else's building three games to nothing. But I'm confident for a team that has been there and done that, they're going to play their best game tonight.
3: Russ, let's go back to that Philadelphia series, and Bryce Harper is one of the main guys leading the way. Um, What would a World Series title at this point do for a guy like Bryce Harper? He's already lived up to expectation, expectation that was gargantuan, maybe only under LeBron James in terms of uh, time that he spent in the limelight. What does a world title do for a guy like Bryce Harper?
5: It cements the legacy, right? Like to your point, it's a guy who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16 years old. Hmm. Like if he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, okay. two time MVP, it's bust, right? The guy failed, <laughs> and he's done all those things. The only thing he hasn't done is win that World Series title. He Got his team there last year, hitting the biggest homer of his life to seal the give, deal against, unfortunately, the San Diego Padres. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was a it was that monumental moment for his career. And I think we are seeing one of the best to do it in the biggest moments. The thing that, unfortunately, we would like to see from a guy like a Mike Trout. We're seeing from Bryce Harper. Right. And the World Series title only cements that legacy for a guy who will be in Cooperstown one day.
4: What do you make of Kyle Schwarber, Russell? I mean, this guy, uh, I mean, a 197 batting average, uh, he, he seems like the ultimate analytics player. You know, I mean, it's either strikeout or walk or home run. And in the postseason, it seems like more times than not, it's that home run. I, I mean, you know, you give up a home run to this guy or one or two every, it seems like if you hold him to one, you've, you've held him down. And I, I, I just don't know what you do with a guy like this. If you're the Phillies, you just you ride the wave, I guess.
5: I think when you look at, for everybody out there who looks at Kyle Schwarber, it's like you mentioned, three true outcomes, right? But I covered Kyle Schwarber when he was playing here in Chicago. I've gotten to know Kyle Schwarber over the years. And I think when looking at Kyle Schwarber on now his fourth team, and how he impacts winning, you can't quantify in numbers what Kyle Schwarber brings to the table. Now, obviously, you have a guy that can hit close to 50 home runs every year. That's something you can quantify. Uh, But what he brings to you from a culture standpoint, there's a reason that Kyle Schwarber has only missed the postseason one time in his big league career. It was 2019 when he was a member of the Chicago Cubs. That's a guy that you build around. That's a guy that's a significant leader, and it's a reason that Teams wanted his services. It's the reason that the Boston Red Sox had so much success when he was there. It was a reason that the chemistry in Washington was there, even though they didn't win. And the fact that he went to a situation where he could impact winning in Philadelphia, I I don't think it is a shock that the teams he's on that have success in the postseason because the guy's a winner, right? He's just one of those guys where you say, you're going to look back at the career it might not be, you know, it might not finish with him in Cooperstown, but you're going to say Kyle Schwarber was one of the, the this generation's greatest winners and impacted that in a lot of different ways.
3: It's such a good point, Russ, because when you watch not only Kyle Schwarber, and I, I'm positive after being around people in the game that he has a big uh, impact on, on what this team looks like when they're not in the batter's box, when they're not on the field. Like when you watch them in the dugout, this Philadelphia Philly team looks like, you know, you hear it often that they in, like genuinely enjoy and are pulling for one another, and it it's kind of a throwback. You, you don't see teams that are that engaged with one another. It seems like throughout the course of the year.
5: Yeah, and they're uh, and I say this in a very respectable way, like they're like a travel ball team, right? <laughs> yeah, where it's yeah. like right, we just gonna get off the bus, we having a good time, we hitting each other. Our coach got to tell us to focus before we go on the field because we're having that much fun. They are very much travel ball team, and it is, you're getting the purest form of baseball out of them, and the fans know that, too. That's why those crowds in Philly have been so crazy because they've you know fallen in love with this Philadelphia Phillies team that started last year, and they didn't really have a lot of turnover. They actually added guys like Trey Turner to that mix, and you're seeing the best of them right now, and it's the reason that I think if they do what we think they're going to do and get to the World Series, I don't think that there's anybody this year that can beat them.
4: Russ Dorsey works for bally uh, Sports. You see him on the Rally television program. We've watched him over the years uh, prior to Padre baseball games, and he joins us here. Uh, let's take a look at the Rangers, and, and we've talked plenty about the Astros over time. And your Dan Alvarez continues to be remarkable, but the Rangers are led by Corey Seager, who himself is a World Series MVP. I don't know that he gets the same cachet as some of these other guys right now, but uh, somebody's leading this Texas team on the field because we know off the field it's Bruce Bochy. I mean, he's working his magic again, and I I wonder what you feel from afar covering Bochy and maybe getting to know him some during the games, what you feel is the reason or or what works and it makes his magic tick.
5: I'll start with... On the field, then I'll get into the dugout with Bruce Bochy. I think when you invest $500 million in Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, you have a plan that these two guys are going to be the centerpiece of what we do as a ball club, right? You give Corey Seager $325 million, you give Marcus Simeon $175 million, and you say, all right, Marcus, you're going to be that leader, that guy in the clubhouse that guys can go to, the lead-by-example type of guy, Corey Seager, not really a big vocal guy, not really the, the rah rah guy, just going to go out there and he's going to hit 315, going to hit 35 homers, drive in over 100, get 180 base hits. And honestly, guys, if it wasn't for the fact that he missed 40 games yeah. with a variety of different injuries earlier in the season, we could be talking about him no you know, winning AL MVP over Shohei Otani. And so. They've had those two guys lead the way for them. You get Adolius Garcia that has a career year. Nathaniel Lowe actually had a down year, but that was a guy who had a breakout for them last year. You get you know who you know, was in the running for AL Rookie of the Year before he got banged up. And, and then you add a kid in Evan Carter who was a top-hundred prospect, just got called up a little bit over a month ago, and is seeing all this for the first time. His first real taste of the big leagues is in the, the biggest stages in, in the sport, and that's a that's a moment that can, you know, get to a lot of guys. A lot of guys can't handle that, and he's rising to the occasion. And then I think when you look in the dugout, once you add all those players in, like, Seager and Simeon, you say, who's going to be the guy to take this ball club to the next level? And I know there are a lot of people out there that don't necessarily feel like the manager has a lot of impact on how a team performs, but to have a guy in Bruce Bochy that has been there, that has done that, that has been in those big moments – that has been the leader of a team that's won three World Series titles in San Francisco with the Giants. And it's walking into a situation where like, all right, we have the pieces. We've invested the money. Now we need to go out there and do it. You're seeing a Rangers team where it wasn't always pretty throughout the season. They were the best team in baseball for about five months. And then for the last two months, we didn't know if they were going to make it to the postseason. And now that they're there, they're looking like the team that we all expected them to be.
1: Yeah,
3: you look across the Final Four, all of the team's personalities match their manager's personality. And and that brings me to the other side of the field, and Dusty Baker and the Houston Astros. I mean, you mentioned it before, this team has been in it seven straight times. I don't think they'll blink. Why is it that I think everybody feels like this series is not
5: over? Yeah, I think that experience is invaluable, especially this time of year. Sometimes I do feel like we throw age around, oh, this is a young team. We did it with the D-backs, and the D-backs were smoking everybody until they ran into a buzzsaw in the Philadelphia Phillies. But I think it it is important for a team that has been in these moments, especially when their backs are against the wall, right? It's not comfortable being down two games to nothing. But knowing that, all right, we got a couple World Series in the tuck. We've been there four times in the last eight years. We should be feeling really good about where we are because this Rangers team—it's been a long time since they've been in these moments, trying to get back to the World Series. If you're Alex Bregman or if you're Jose Altuve, you've been here before. You've had your back against the wall before. And for guys like you know Kyle Tucker, right, Chaz McCormick, Yiner Diaz, like all these guys who Jeremy Pena. You got to grow up in this culture where, even though you're younger, you now feel that same confidence and energy because it's been a culture of winning. And I I think they are a team, because they have that experience, they're not going to get flustered. I would be very shocked if they got swept by the Texas Rangers. I I just have a hard time believing that happened. But they have some guys that they haven't gotten their best from. I think the world of Kyle Tucker – as a player, but they haven't gotten their best out of Kyle Tucker, Jose yeah. Altuve. Same thing. Those guys combined for uh, six for forty-seven through the first two games of that series. You need a lot better from that if you want to advance to the World Series.
4: Russ Dorsey, great stuff from Bally uh, Sports, uh, the uh, television program, the rally. And uh, last thing, Russ, uh, from afar or even from a close, because uh, I know we've seen you out here in Southern California. What did you make of this Padres season of failure, and what do you make of what you think they should do? You know what would be best for this ball club moving forward. Obviously, they've made the decision to bring back AJ Preller and Bob Melvin. Uh, they got some free agents they have to worry about, but what do you think about the direction of this team? Can they bounce back and put this year behind them with a big season next year?
5: I they were the biggest enigma in baseball to me, where. I for the longest time said they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. They're too talented. They're too talented. As you guys did there, watching in San Diego, yeah, welcome by like club. This team is <laughs> <laughs> this team is far too talented to be playing the way that they are. And you you can only do the now nah, they're going to turn it around. They're going to flip the switch for so long before you look up and it's September. And even in September, they had a mathematical shot to get to the postseason there at the end before they didn't. I I still look at that team and I say on paper. Let's say you run that this last season back a hundred times. I don't think you have the same result, yeah. same, the same thing that happens, right? Yeah. However, it did happen. And I think having a, a – a, the messaging has to be the same, right? I think there needs to be – everybody has to be on the same page. And I think this is the last shot for this group. Now, who they add in the offseason, you have, you know, Blake Snell, who is going to be the NL Cy Young winner, who was fantastic all year. Will he return? Will he go somewhere else? That's a big question. That's a big loss if Blake Snell, you know, leaves and goes somewhere else. So they have some questions. They are still extremely talented. You still have the big boys there for you that should be able to carry you. But at the same time, this is their last shot. Like, if I I have a hard time believing that you continue to run it back if it doesn't work over the first four months of the 2024 season.
4: Well, we will all uh, hold our breath here in <laughs> San Diego and uh, hope it works out next time around. Uh, Russ, we appreciate the time. It's always great catching up with you. It was great meeting you last year at the uh, winter meetings, and uh, hope we get a chance to see you again soon. Enjoy the rest of the baseball playoffs, and thanks for all your great insight.
5: Anytime, guys. I appreciate it.
3: Thanks,
4: Russ. Russ Dorsey,
3: Valley Sports. That's all the time we have for today. Back at it again tomorrow, Thursday night,
4: football, short show. Make sure you tune in. My camera turned away from me. Now I'm not on camera anymore. Yeah. Oh, man, Stop following. people you. are really missing me out That there.
3: whole time Chris was waving at his camera and it wasn't even <laughs> looking at him.
2: We'll see you it's guys tomorrow. Cool. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.